we are Squawking Dead, a podcast polarizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. I'm your host, David Camiano, joined by Cosmo09, Rachel Burt, Sharon D, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget, ko-fi.com slash punkybrew, so that's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. And today we're here to talk about the fifth episode in the Walking Dead Dead Cities inaugural season titled, <laughs> Stories We Tell Ourselves, This Never-Ending Road to Poverty. He's singing Les Miserables. Thomas he's is Les in the chat. right now. Damn it, he's, we're going to lose him to Les Miserables. Les Miserables. We're talking about a very strange episode. A lot of theater elements. I mean, the whole story itself is kind of like Les Miserables to begin with. Mm-hmm. What do you, you think he stole a loaf of bread? <laughs> okay, Jean Valjean. You know, the overall impression was Walker. That's the only thing I cared about after watching this episode was that monster Walker. Sorry. Walker King. Walker King. Was that like the Rat King where all the, the, where all the tails tied together? Maybe not my it. favorite. Maybe not yeah. my favorite, but not my least favorite. You know, somewhere right in the middle. Right. But why? <laughs> what was it? Was it was it a little annoying in some spots? When- yes. Mm-hmm. Maggie annoyed the shit out of me. Use the oxygen, woman. Why mm-hmm. Why are you being so stupid and stubborn? Your whole goal is to get to Herschel, so you're going to die in the sewers being stubborn for no reason. Just That just bugged me. There's another little thing that bugged me. Why would she bother to try to lie to Jenny when she knows that Jenny has been to the bricks and has obviously seen that they have food did maggie think they were going to take her there and not give her any food or anything that just be like hey you know i you got me instead of trying to lie to her again i can see why she wouldn't think oh dumb kid she's not gonna know just like herschel herschel's an idiot doesn't want (laughs) to do training and shit right rachel and (laughs) big dummy yeah what an idiot so like why would he why would she figure who cares kids don't care Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. This is not Fear the Walking Dead season five all over again. Sorry, Cooper Dodson. <laughs> just dig into those cheeks. They're so squishy. At the time, That's, right? I, this, is how, this is how it started the first time. This is <laughs> I had very, very low expectations going into this. So I don't think it was going to be very hard for them to impress me because I was expecting to not like it at all. Just the series as a whole. I mean, they've introduced some interesting characters. Of course, they've all died, but... I mean, that's kind of how it goes on these shows, right? Our group shows up and fucks everything up. That just seems to be the history that we've seen over and over and over again. (laughs) This episode was good. Yeah, I was definitely annoyed with Maggie. The lying thing, I think we can have a conversation about that. I have some questions that maybe we can help answer and then I might feel differently about it. That's why we get on here. (laughs) That's why we do this. Exactly. That's (laughs) why we do this. To feel some things out. I'm still trying to wrap my head around Ginny. I don't think she's a spy or whatever we had said before. I I really don't. I think she genuinely looks at Negan as a replacement father figure. Yeah, someone who hasn't lied to her. Yeah, and we've said this about Negan for a long time. He's a lot of things, but he is honest. We haven't seen Negan lie. He's honest about what kind of an asshole he is. It's kind of funny because the quote usually is the lies we tell ourselves. I've more commonly heard it as that. So, But Mm -hmm. saying that would be a little too on the nose. Just can't keep saying liar, liar, liar all the time and have the title be the lies we tell ourselves. Yeah. But Bridget, we're finally getting to everybody's first impressions as i've been catching up on the blog i've been noticing we only did that <laughs> once though classic i have no opinion Ooh. what if just now i was like i didn't even watch the episode <laughs> <laughs> that'd be guys, hilarious no spoilers guys <laughs> respect <laughs> i'm coming on here please don't spoil my experience of the walking dead dead city <laughs> Wait, Get we're on episode five? Off the stream. I just watched four. 
you know, no, I took I took no notes. joke. I did watch this episode, but I thought about it this whole time. I was like, what if one of us just showed up and we're like, no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I have no opinion. That was almost me last week. <laughs> And the week before, I think, like you were like tacitly yeah. you were, like walking, watching it at work. Yeah, it was like I watched it on my <laughs> lunch break two weeks ago, and last week I watched it an hour before we got on here. Oh yeah, your impression. Yeah, my impression. <laughs> I'm just still talking. Where are you? <laughs> Always talking. One, one, I guess. Yeah, I feel kind of the same way. It was fine. The special effects really is what put it up a notch. Otherwise. It was fine. That's my impression. It was fine. You know, my impression is I almost couldn't wait to get back to the Pearly and Negan scenes. Not oh, because God. I know, Dave. I know. We already yeah, talked. We about all know. It. <laughs> what? We know. Tranquilis. Wait a minute. Or whatever no, no, no. the stupid thing. Let's is. rewind a minute. First of all, <laughs> what do you mean we know? <laughs> Just because of that. We line? all know. No. Okay. I thought you guys conspired together. It's like, listen, no. when he starts talking about Trinkler's, then murder him. Murder no, no, him. No. Send electrical but as impulse. Soon as, as soon as I heard that line in the show, I was like, oh, great. Here we go. Dave's going to have a lot to say about this. <laughs> He does. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah, okay. He does. So listen, we're going to talk about. Tr- okay, I'm kidding. We're, <laughs> not, we're not going to talk about. One page of notes just on that. Not even Pearly Armstrong wants to talk about Trinkle Disordinance anymore. It's really in reference to what you guys were talking about with the Maggie, Maggie and Ginny scenes, really. Hmm. It's really hard to describe how I felt about those scenes. Those scenes were rough to watch. Not just because you're losing people. You're, you have somebody who's just refusing to take oxygen. You have <laughs> another dumb, moody teenager doing things, which I mean, look, I understand all of it, but it's a slog. And it's not for nothing. You were like frustrated by it? Yeah. I felt like they could have got a little harder too. Well, it felt like they needed to get Maggie into this position so she would start flashing back to what happened with Herschel. And then it feels like they kind of wrote to fit that narrative. They didn't write it to be good writing. They wrote that to make sure that they could make Maggie hallucinate or something. Because I know Maggie is stubborn. She doesn't always do maybe what she should, but this is life or death. And I don't feel like she would be that stubborn when there are, are two tanks. Why didn't she take the tank after Tomas and uh, Amaya died? Why not take it then? I was a confused by that too. So that, I was like, why? I just don't understand what they were trying to do there. And it feels, that felt almost like fear level writing. Like they were trying to shoehorn this idea in there. Ooh. And it, it just, it just <laughs> didn't work. She said it. Nah, Shots nah. fired. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's fear level writing, but I do think the scenes themselves, the way they're constructed, what they're trying to tell you versus what you're getting delivered, I think make it hard for us to really connect with Maggie in this moment because she's not us. The pain and even self-sabotage and self-suffering and self-martyrdom that we can't even identify with. But she's doing everything for her son right now, Dave. Right. The lying, everything is for her son. She's going through all of this to get Herschel and then she is like no let me just suffer and hallucinate and maybe get killed while I'm instead I just it doesn't make any sense that is not something Maggie would do in my in my opinion the only thing I could I could see justifiably and I'm not saying that this is all what was happening but the only thing I could see would be like you're trying to pay penance in some weird twisted way because of what you know you're planning to do which is turn Negan over to the Croat that's kind of what I was thinking so I could see you trying to pay penance that 
But it's not even penance. If Herschel wasn't a part of this, then yes. But because he's a part of this, that's where it doesn't really line up because you're doing everything to get Herschel back. Why would you risk your own life? Which could mean that, that Herschel is stuck exactly. there forever. And Maggie being the mama bear that she is, I cannot see her harming herself and her chances of finding Herschel out of stubbornness. This is the only thing really that I've had an issue with in this show is this Same. one thing also. that just does not make any sense to me that she would act that way. I think we all have that problem, if I'm not mistaken. I think we need to work this out because this is the big ticket item that at first watch I, I didn't really I'm like why at first I understood okay there's something off about this guy why won't he show his pack to the woman he, who he loves and who wants to have a baby with there's a trust issue there why why okay and then you know mentions of who tipped the crow at off something that we had explored in the last episode okay somebody must have told him and then we explored in this episode we find out it's Tommaso mm -hmm. fine whatever but then it gets a little complicated because Tommaso too is doing something sacrificing a whole bunch of people in order to get something that he wants same as Maggie and so when Maggie's confronted with this though she understands it however it comes with a cost and sometimes it's a real cost but other times to shut off that part of yourself to do something that you need to do it's not easy actually Takira brought this up to me this week a flashback to the governor era and Maggie and Glenn were taken and they gave up the prison's location they did the same thing now I'm not saying that it wasn't justified but I wouldn't be so quick to say that Tommaso wasn't justified in this either. Yes, a bunch of people got killed, but that wasn't what he was attempting to do. He says that. So one, why are we bringing it up now in a sewer when your life <laughs> is already at risk? Okay, good for you. You figured it out. You're a great detective, Maggie. Excellent. You might as well be Batman, okay? Well, <laughs> can you hold it for a little bit? Right. I until thought you guys that get too, out? But I was like, maybe that is an effect of her being in that in the methane. She's not mm -hmm. thinking clearly enough to not call it out. Maggie normally would have maybe held that in until they got out, but there nobody's thinking clearly. That's why Tomas was not real smooth getting the, you know, he's like, oh, look, here's they all of a sudden out of my pack that I won't let oh anybody look goodness. at. These oh, look at these. Like, <laughs> and oh, they're the totally clean really left those covered in dust or dirt or anything. <laughs> I could see that. It's a fair assessment, I would say. I don't agree because if he's capable about lying about this, she doesn't know where they plan on leading him on the other side, whatever top side is. She doesn't know what Tommaso's capable of. It's only until she rats him out that she can suss him out properly and okay, gauge his intentions. She's literally lying right now. Wait, what, <laughs> so, does, that, what so does that have to do like, with Tommaso, though? You're doing the same thing. How can you be like, that guy sucks. He's a liar. It's like, that's, yeah, that's you the suck. Irony. You're a liar. Yeah, that's the irony. I mean, you've you've just uh, did the equation on why, the, why these scenes are very powerful. I just thought it was annoying. If anything, it's like, wait till you're out of the sewer, dummy, because I'm sure the argument's going to be great for avoiding walkers wait wait did Just you not call. did you miss my point though what if there is no wait till the other side what if he plans on killing her in the sewers i just I, but i don't I don't believe that. And he Why? gives her because he. They've had the opportunity to kill Maggie many times over. If they wanted to do many it, they times. could have done it. Why easily. would he even help her get out? Right. Then? Why help her out of the sewers in the first place? He could have left her behind. Right. He could have closed the door behind her, like behind him and left Ginny and Maggie out in the hallway with all the walkers. Well, I don't think he accounted for the fact that Ginny and, and Maggie were going to end up being there in the first place. Again, underestimating, like Luther did, the capability of Maggie to be able to get out of all the tribes people are dead. Now all of them are but officially dead. Maggie wasn't supposed to be with them anyway. 
because right. Jenny Jenny messed up the plan when she stood up and Maggie got out of the cab and mm-hmm. went back after her instead. So they weren't supposed to be with, with right. Tommaso and Amaya. Well, I'm sure you would have conveniently found four oxygen tanks if that was the case. <laughs> and Amaya was never supposed to find out in the first place, too. That's the thing. Yeah, he was going to no. go to the grave with that secret. I understand. So, I don't think that that's what Maggie thought. And I don't think for a second that Maggie thought she was in danger. But ha- why? I'm, Dude. There's no telling. There's no telling what's waiting for her. You've met Maggie. All the people that she's gone up against, she's worried about these two? I don't think so. <laughs> well, well, not necessarily like, those honestly, two. Honestly, but- I don't think so. <laughs> but see, if she's, you're not following my logic. She's thinking if he sold all her people out, the people, who, the high necklace, Esther, if he sold all those people, those kinds of people out, who's waiting on the other side? I'm not thinking Tommaso and Amaya or Tommaso is going to get her. She's thinking if we go topside, who's waiting on the other side for to get me? Because we're not part of the deal. She knows there's only two oxygen tanks. Yes, but she has a deal with the Croat, so she's exactly. not worried right. about him she's not worried. Her. Right. Mm. There's no one to be a threat right now except for Ginny. Even more reason for her to keep her mouth shut until they get out to the other side and she sees what's happening, rather than antagonize the person who might be wanting to kill her right there in the sewers. Mm. But I don't. I just don't think she's thinking clearly on any level. And neither is he. <laughs> I'm willing to accept that, that nobody's thinking clearly. Well, there's also like the double cross too. Which makes her lack of using the oxygen tank even more troubling. You know, you're not thinking straight, so. Mm. That I sort of maybe figured out two episodes ago. Whichever episode that Pearly fights the Walker server guy from before that he kills over the maggots and decapitates him with the handcuffs. Okay. We discussed Jankum, right? And how normally the, the usual effect is that it numbs the pain of daily existence. When people are in like such squalor or such doldrums or malaise, they use this to kind of get by. And what I was thinking was, on the one hand, at first, when she's about to pass out, she uses the anger like she has been using in order to get herself right. The, the reason why she's going to the flashbacks is because she feels like she needs to latch on to the anger that she has in order to get shit done like you guys have been saying. She needs to just engage with the flashback of Glenn getting bashed in the head in order to wake herself up uh, and continue doing what she has I to know. do. <laughs> right. Now Protect wait. her, Dave. <laughs> Protect her. <laughs> No, there's no protect. There's no sanctuary. Now, later on, she loses Amaya and Tommaso, which are like representatives of her and Ma- and Maggie in the past. We gave up prison because we had to for our lives, for our future. And they died. She's having a conflict between her emotions. Her actions are belying what she feels she needs to do. She's taking care of this kid at, at the expense of her mission. She did it once in the last episode, too. Instead of going for Herschel straight for the path, she decided to save Ginny. Her actions are belying her intentions. She's forcibly trying to get herself to not do the thing that she needs to do because she's basically having to turn herself off. And it's hard. And I think in the back of her head, maybe Luther's words are ringing out in her head saying he's probably already dead, basically. Kind of like what she said to, to Negan a couple episodes ago too. You were the one who created that monster. And then she later on says that that's on him because he didn't listen to you. But still, he still thinks he created the Croat. So I think the reason why she doesn't take the tank after they die is because this shit's a lot for anybody. And even if we're, we think Maggie's a superhero, I think it's a lot for her to. You're basically having to turn yourself off in order to get shit done, but I think it becomes too much for everybody. I think it pairs very well with when Negan and Pearlie go to that avant-garde artist hideout with the fridge instead of the door, the mesh of baby parts and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> baby doll parts. But it pairs well with that because you're seeing examples of people who couldn't quite make it, even though the setup was right or whatever. You're seeing how hard it is to live out there. That thing looked like the wall with a little dead kid on it we were watching on Game of Thrones last night. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my notes, I wrote, ah, the classic question, avant-garde or insanity? (laughs) (laughs) 
for real? And the answer is yes. <laughs> I really appreciated the setup that that person had made for themselves, the get up that they used to end it all. The almost near Rube Goldberg-esque nature <laughs> of it. Right, right. <laughs> You can tell from the shot that when it hit, it jerked their head back and then got stuck. And they're like, it was like, that's just the grossest fucking. That's awesome. I really appreciated that. That was fun. I absolutely adored the fridge. I just thought that was the coolest thing. I was like, oh, that's so good. Because what better way to like prevent people from finding your your hideout? Your entrance, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was was good. I really liked it. So I I have two things to say about both of these things. One is that entrance reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you guys have heard of it or have been there but there's this place called meow wolf i have i would love to go mm-hmm. i would love to go it's a dream of mine it's an immersive art experience yeah it's like immer- a huge exactly installation it. exactly it's yeah. immersive art experience where there is a story that you don't have to piece together in a proper order that you can figure out over time anyway i highly recommend that you should go there but yeah you know, one of the entrances to another room is through a fridge and this weird art that's on the walls and nothing is really uniform and everything is illusory illusory basically and it goes through different motifs and different art styles to really cool. But another thing was something personal, which was when I was a kid, about 20 years ago, I was working with my cousin up in the Bronx, talk about Pearly in the Bronx. He had a jewelry store over there on uh, Willis Avenue. Every time he would pick me up, we'd carpool to the Bronx. I'm coming in for Brooklyn. Right where the FDR meets the Harlem River Drive, there's this like overpass where people go to the RFK Bridge and there's like this little triangle. And in this triangle, I would always see different art setups. I say art, but it's kind of like what we saw in this episode. It'd be a shopping cart and some mannequins with different outfits <laughs> or different um, toys and setups and dolls and stuff like that to show you something different. So every time I'd pass there, and for the longest time, I'd see a different display, let's say. And so that that reminded me of that and, and how prevalent that was throughout the city, but like mostly just that one spot. It was like reliable until, until I stopped seeing it. And it was really sad, but seeing it again in this episode was kind of cool because it kind of took me back to that sort of the thing that I would see just every day I'd leave for work and come back. And it would be different sometimes when I went back too. This city though, I love it. I could go on to the city's history and how it's changed dramatically over time, but we're not going to go there. Namely 40, 40 It's always Street. fun when you see things filmed where you live. There's a, a movie from the 80s that has Rob Lowe in it. I don't remember the name of it offhand, but it was filmed in St. Augustine and I lived in St. Augustine at the time. And so as you're watching this movie, you can see all the local landmarks and stuff. Fort San Marcos is in it. And, oh, I've been to that store. Oh my gosh, I've been in that place. You know, it's that. It's just fun. Oh, even the spots in Newark, you know, when Pearly and Negan were exiting the souvenir shop, right? He's playing with the Statue of Liberty, but they exit that shop. You see that there's a sign for Dan's hat shop or hat hat. I don't know if it's a haberdashery. It's a haberdashery, but I don't know if it said that. I think it said hats and blocking is what it looked like it said. Something like that. What a, yeah. The Dan's hat shop. That place is actually in Newark, New Jersey. You get to see the actual store, but you get to see the New York skyline that they've obviously put in on top mm-hmm. of it. But I see that hat shop is actually right next to my company's, right around the corner from my company's Newark data center. So I get to see that, you know, when I when I go in there every, every once in a while. It's just weird. The it's store weird. across from that was an insurance company, and it made me think of uh, Tales with Gina and Blair because they're <laughs> working in the insurance company, and that looks like the alleyway. But I remember when Blair leaves and gets eaten by the walker out behind the in the alleyway, mm-hmm. it kind of looked like that. So that's what it made me think of. Mm. Wow, going back to Tales. The best Tales episode. <laughs> the hey, most polarizing should... Tales episode. <laughs> it's all subjective. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, We found that out. Everybody has a different favorite, which I think is special. Going back to Maggie for just a sec, though, 
did that square the circle for any of you? Do you remember when you were saying how you how much you loved seeing that one scene where they find out it's not Herschel? Obviously, the person had had their throat slit and they picked up the head and, and then Negan puts him down. But that one moment where she kind of looks at it and it's not him and there's relief, but it could have been. So she's going through all of this all the time. It's kind of like when Taya was telling us how your blood is pumping like this 24-7 and that's your life. But now she has that plus her son is missing and she has to force herself to be somebody else to turn off that part of her that was a Negan says to Jenny it doesn't matter what they say it matters what people do their actions and yet her actions are belying her intentions she saves Jenny two times tells Jenny to go takes gives her her pack with the dino with the flare with the beeswax so it makes sense that there's a part of her that maybe just wants to shut it all off at least the feelings does that make sense like I know it sucks I see what you're saying but I just don't see Maggie risking her son in any way yeah I don't either especially after she's gone through everything to get there i do understand what you're getting at but i i just, I just don't see it in this particular well i don't want to see it that's part of the reason why i was like ah. i think <laughs> like, if you consolidate that with methane exposure like the way that they're presenting it i think you can make an argument that those two things together like sure okay i'm willing to like accept that yeah they play well with it. right right okay but I, if it's one or the other me. like i i'm not really you know i'm only like kind of sold like this only makes sense if you're not thinking clearly but like I think if you, I think you can pair the two. And I think that's a good compromise. Takira made mention. I thought she was going to say this herself when she came on here, but it's important to mention that Newark is called, well, it used to be called Brick City. Okay. Which, and it's funny because she calls, well, we're, and we're finding this out for the first time that the new hilltop that we've been calling for the last four episodes is actually called the Bricks, essentially. So it's a nice It was pairing. interesting that it, they had not referred to it as that until this episode. Until this episode, until so, they were filming mostly in Brick City. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Takira. Chapeau. Hat shop. <laughs> Dan's hat shop. I hate that name. Oh, Brick <laughs> City? Wait, where are you from, Emily? <laughs> yeah, I hate it too. Or the bricks. Or maybe it's just the bricks. <laughs> Hit the bricks, kid. Okay, no. <laughs> it didn't anymore. bother me. I thought it was fine. I was like, yeah, that's fine. The bricks. Okay. That's a fine name. Makes me think of pizza though. Same. Am I right? <laughs> so I was getting ready to say pizza. <laughs> so no, there's a there's a place here called Bricks Pizza. B-R-I-X-X. Oh. Mm. Bricks Pizza. You know what I do like though, what she says is that when she's explain she's finally explaining it to Jenny. She's, she's giving the whole spiel. And of course she's doubling down while she does it. She's saying, They took everything from us. They took the food, they took our grain, that we it took us months to produce. But she does say what I had thought maybe she was thinking. She thought, well, for all I know, she's probably dead. And she doesn't end up burning it in the end. At least we know that now. There must have been a reason why they didn't pan down to show it burning. But it was kind of interesting her saying, for all I knew, you were dead in, in, in essence. And like, I don't need that in Negan's head as, as I'm preparing to do what I'm about to do. And we find out the full truth by the, by the end of the episode. She is trying to turn that part of herself off, but also increase her rage to get this thing done and get Negan exchanged for Herschel. <laughs> I don't blame Ginny, though. Now, I heard a lot of people talking about how they hated Ginny in this episode. I know. I did too. But I don't. I don't either. Maggie is lying. What is wrong about what she did? Right. I don't blame her at all. Thomas wants to know if you guys know why Negan was playing with the Statue of Liberty. Because of the story of his dad? Yeah. In the first episode, was it? Mm -hmm. Was it the first one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. 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 Do you think he took it with him? I didn't see him take it. I don't know. He might have slipped it in his pocket, but Mitchell wants to know if we're going to see the Statue of Liberty in this series. And I think that would be, I think that'd be pretty interesting. I would like to see what, what she looks like. Do you think she's still so standing? I think, she I think that that's where Maggie and Negan are fighting when they look like if in the previews for next episode. Mm. I think that's where they are. 
Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I did see someone online. It was probably on Reddit because it was like miserable sounding, but <laughs> it was about how like the, this is ridiculous. Like the Statue of Liberty would never like rot. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. Sure. I'm betting bombing happened though. <laughs> Right. So exactly what I was thinking. Also, the the original Statue of Liberty was not green. No, no, that's a time. Time has affected. Time has done that (laughs) because it was mistakenly made with the fucking French. (laughs) I told myself I wouldn't swear. Copper, copper, which of course, Mm -hmm. with the sea salt, probably just with the air, it touched the sea air, and it said, "Nah, not be. I'm I'm not. I'm not (laughs) copper anymore. I'm green." She getting a little seasick, so she turned green out there on the the waves. So in the south copper flashing is pretty common at the edge of any dormers on a second story or where a porch might be where like the awning comes out that's really common to place those there and they turn green over time to the elements it doesn't matter if it's seawater nothing like just over time they turn green right right had anybody known that science maybe you wouldn't also bombing statue (laughs) why would they bomb statue of liberty i'm not saying they bombed the statue of liberty i'm saying like (laughs) shrapnel and stuff could have hit it. I mean, and, it like, is cut into away it. From the That's shore. all I'm saying. Right. right. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's pretty far offshore. A nuke might would hit it, maybe, but I'm not saying it's like stuff couldn't have flown off and hit it, but right. and storms, storms without having any kind of maintenance, but I don't think it's falling. I, don't know. I mean, there is it was just a, I know it's it hasn't fallen. On, I don't think on the Statue of Liberty and without years and years of maintenance, she could like break something could break. Yeah. I mean, they're constantly having to reinforce it too, just because <laughs> of what it's made of. I don't think it's like hat down or anything. I was just like, you can't say that nothing would ever be wrong with it pretty sure the person also said it was solid steel which is not no true it's, co- so- it's copper with iron <laughs> it's, is it iron or steel framework does she have steel or iron framework i think it's steel but at the same time it's kind of like you know how some people say after seven years all the skin cells that you have have, you have all been replaced because <laughs> and you never get any more it's like no that's that's not the true. statue of liberty what? basically <laughs> it's like it's all of it's been replaced mm. basically over time yeah since yeah. since we received it it's like misconstrued scientific data yeah you know the same thing happens with like neural pathways how they say like <laughs> you, <laughs> when you lose brain cells like you never gain anymore and it's like no you can create like new stuff by like complimenting people like that helps boost like your mental state and create well, yeah. new neural pathways and stuff but anyway we're getting off topic it's fine people are dumb but my point of that thing <laughs> is that so much of the statue of liberty has been replaced over time that it feels like basically none of it is the original what the original structure was maybe almost none of it i don't know Kira. Negan has spent months being Ginny's father figure. Maggie started off with violence and then moved right on to lies with Ginny. That's the only part of Maggie she knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. Emily says, I understand why the grain line was written in the first place. Herschel as a hostage is enough to make her do everything in the series. The grain just feels like a random unnecessary embellishment. But it's the lies we tell ourselves, yeah. right? I have to jack myself up in order to get shit done. Well, and I had said kind of from the beginning, okay, if they came and raided the place and stole all this stuff, why is Maggie the only one going out to get it back if it were true why isn't there a whole team of people and yeah right, that was the original question and why isn't herschel being hostage enough for her to be like negan come help me in all <laughs> of those flashback scenes that wasn't the bricks that they were at was it it didn't look like the bricks to me but you know what it probably was just because of the door do you remember the door how it was kicked in basically so basically what we had said is two things can be true remember yeah herschel but i was never i was never on board with that the door thing oh well that's your problem <laughs> You mean the, the front gate? I didn't ever think the Croat came there to attack them. I don't think that happened. I got the impression that this is where they moved to after the attack. No, that makes sense, but... Oh, I'm 
yeah, that makes. Well, I don't sense. know because Tomasos was talking about the bricks. He said the bricks. there was a place that mm-hmm. was built out of brick. He, we could go there, so he's talking about the bricks. So I think that the Croat did attack them at the bricks. That's right. I knew that was yeah. the intention of that line, but do you know how many buildings are built out of brick? Yeah. What? <laughs> It's the only place on the mainland that has brick buildings. Especially, like, come on. yeah. That's why they had to sneak in the bricks. You know, oh, our place is called the bricks because then you can connect the two dots. And <laughs> I know. I knew whatever. what it was for, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> this was a question I had. Do we have a timeline? Do we know when the Croat attacked compared to when Maggie finds Megan? Oh say how long? How much time no. has passed? Okay, I think we got a little me... bit of that in the first episode. Okay, then let me let me ask remember. another question. Could it have been enough time that they were able to? replenish their crops no no because she even mentions in this episode it took us months oh from plant to harvest takira brought up a good point though she says but the look on maggie's face when he said that made me think she was shocked that the croat knew about the bricks well i took it more as she was shocked like he's offering my home to these people as a reward for doing what i tell them to he's giving these people my home that was how i took it almost as if he had another attack planned or you could look at it the other way i have a deal with this lady and so she He's safe. So this place is safe for you. I'm not saying that the Croat is benevolent at any way, shape, or form. <laughs> However, it's possible. I took it as they planned on taking it over. Maybe. Mm. And rewarding it. The only reason why I don't think that's so is because of the scene with the Adama. They prefer being in Manhattan. They don't want to go anywhere else. They have no plans of expansion. This is our home. Doma Smo. This is our home. We are home. We don't want anything else. Unlike, see, this is why I love that scene because something I had said in the first episode about Trinkletus Ordinus, which I'm not getting into, but it's the idea that you make ties with other communities in order to expand and create some sort of peace on earth. The idea is you keep expanding, you keep expanding, you keep finding communities that if they don't join, they will be waged war upon in order for us to create this lasting peace on earth as much as possible. So <laughs> the Croat goes to Adama. She's all, He's also kind of doubling down saying, see, they're here. The marshal's here. They're coming to expand. They're trying to bring it back. You know, and they, they're like, no, we like it here. We like the way it is here. We like the Walking Dead universe. Makes it who you want to be. If they're like saviors then they need other people outside to provide for them. Mm -hmm. So they could take over the bricks and rule it, but not have to live there. Given the choice between living in a place like the bricks out in the wide world or living in the city where everything's death, I think I would take the opportunity to live out in the free open country. Some people don't want to stay in the city, but the the Croat does maybe, but they can rule over the bricks. I just figured it would be like the hilltop situation previously, you know, many years ago when we're introduced to them, that they have to provide half of everything that they have to the Croat. Like that, I kind of figured it was going to go down that road. They have to have supplies coming from somewhere. They can't live on what's in the city forever. Yeah. As far as where they want to live, Domo Smo. That's that's where they want to live, at least most of them. It seems like the theater troupe that's out there seems to be a faction. That he's <laughs> like, oh, they you're contacting them? What? We don't need them. That It's sort of, why? We don't. What? <laughs> but at least she and he are like, no, this is our home. This is Domo Smo. So, but I like what you said. Yeah, you can't live off of canned whatever or whatever, or methane forever. You can't live off of dead bodies forever and rotten meat. So yeah, they'd have to farm outside of the city, typically. The garden state, as it were. Emily, for for the TW wanting to be universe, they really don't expand off the universe in the show. No commas, no alliances, no variants, nothing interesting and sensical that should be here. I I felt like there was variants. A little bit. I had mentioned that in the blog that I'm working on now, that which is basically the last episode. In this episode. Oh, okay. Hold that thought. Okay. 
But as far as spinoffs go, though, we had the same argument with, with The Walking Dead World Beyond. Although I think people with The Walking Dead World Beyond had an argument because they thought it would touch the main show a little bit more, at least in terms of Rick. And we did get some information about Rick, but we didn't kind of get more connection to the greater universe. We did get more CRM, which we got a lot of in Fear of the Walking Dead. But I think this show kind of met my expectations on, on far what this would be, like an insular story about Negan and Maggie discovering who they really are. But what do you guys think of Emily's comment about how this show isn't really showing us more of the Walking Dead universe, just a corner of it? I think they tried to really expand it with Tales, and I don't think that went well. So <laughs> I like Tales. I'm not saying that wasn't good. I liked it, but I think it wasn't well received by people. Because it didn't expand Because the they're trying. No, it did expand the universe. It was trying to. But not the way people wanted to. Well, they just like want to hear the stories about the same people over and over again for some reason yeah. unknown to me. Doesn't make any sense. I don't want that. Shots but fired. But yes, I agree. shots fired. <laughs> Alpha. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Kick rocks, everyone. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I feel like it makes sense to stick with one corner and just kind of like investigate that thoroughly it makes in their grand story. scheme. I think it probably makes more sense. But yeah, and drop. And if you want to, you can drop little things, little tiny things that may connect to the universe. Does it? Maybe the show isn't over yet. Yeah. Well, if you want little hints, yeah. the Dama is reading a book called Frontiers of Historical Imagination. Right. Thank you. <laughs> it's about really the way in which Europeans expanded into the United States. But the, it's not necessarily about that as it was the way historians wrote about the expansion of the US and how in a way it was more literary than it was factual or scientific. And so over time, that narrative has changed and people have gotten a little bit more accurate with historical telling, but all, all because they're trying to parse out this florid language, like this flowery language, or whether it's poetry, rather it's whether it's prose or whatever, it's written by Kerwin Lee. And the takeaway from at least the summary the summaries that I've read was that he is both sympathetic to the way expansion was depicted in the United States, but he's also critical. And so there's a little bit of the stories we tell ourselves about that book. But why I bring it up is because what does that say about the Adama's possible plans? It's the Croat that was the one that said, Domasmo, we are home. And of course, you could argue that the natives were the tribes people, the people that were here first. The Croat came from where Negan was from. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of like, okay, Okay, we came in, we pushed the people out, and we made this place our home. What is this saying about what we're talking about here? And we came in, we kicked out the natives, the barbarians, who we called in the last episode, the, the fire station, the barbarians. You were the smart one. It's about time, Dave, that someone from the South just came up to New York and said, no, this is mine now. How's it feel? For context, everybody. Nowadays, what people have been doing because of recession and COVID and a lot of New Yorkers, <laughs> there is actually a mass exit. We have, just like California, we do have a negative influx of population in New York City because all the richer people are getting cheaper houses in North Carolina and driving That's up true. North Carolina and driving property. up real estate. I'm furious. <laughs> I know I sound like maybe I'm joking, but I'm not. I'm actually quite angry. What's really funny is, Bridget, we were talking about this way more behind the scenes, so... When you said it, I had to explain it. 
<laughs> that's fair. Unfortunately. That's fair. That's unfortunately. Fair. That's basically what's happening. The Croat and the Burazzi are colonists and they kicked out the natives and they were successful in that mission. And uh, Negan is Negan Smith, like John Smith from Pocahontas. And that oh, girl wow. from the firehouse is Pocahontas because she laid down her weapons and joined. Uh, anyway, you get what oh, I'm saying. Oh, wow. That got weird. But what does it say about what the Dama is talking about? What, what her possible? Because they may not line up. Their plans may not line up. I didn't like her, Dave. I just didn't like her. But the actress is clutch. Did anybody else get Pamela Milton, Sebastian? You know what? But like worse, like (laughs) I'm so smart and I talk like so flowerly. (laughs) And like, I'm reading this book. Like I've been on Broadway. I'm a Broadway star, baby. Like that's, (laughs) I did not care for her. She's Pamela and the Croat is Lance. Mm. True. Mm. True like parallel the right there. That is true. Yeah. I mean, in terms of comparisons, that's the best you're going to get. That's that's a good one. But I, I love Lisa Emery. For those of you who watched Ozark, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, thank you. Who did you play? That was wait, driving wait, wait, me wait, wait, nuts. Wait, who did you play? That was driving me nuts the whole time. You did not know who Darlene, what Darlene was going to do next. Oh. Darlene Snell. She was so Darlene. good. Yeah, she put so, on that. Gosh, that she did look familiar, Appalachian accent remember that Appalachian accent she was so good okay okay so good and creepy yeah do you know what the best part about Lisa Emery playing all these different characters is she started out in theater on the stage and she she went on to tv right right Broadway Dave and she comes from like a west Pennsylvania like the the hills like the so so she's coming in to do uh you know Broadway theater she's seeing all these entitled brats and so of course she's gonna put on a good show as like one of those (laughs) entitled brats I I like it and she's such a great actor too okay it was kind of like what we were talking about with uh, Virgil who was um, Kevin T. Carroll. Like, you got this really really good actor and I'm like oh I want to see more of this guy. Ah. But that was but, it. Uh, That's all we got. But we only have one more episode. <laughs> <laughs> next week well, I was, so. was going to say when you were talking about World Beyond well I don't know how you guys felt about it but I really did not care for the first season of World Beyond and season 2 was excuse amazing excuse me sir and I mean, season yeah. 2 was amazing so you're like I like season 1 I mean I like it more now going back but at the time I was like <laughs> yeah. blue Whoa. wait what is this in reference to this series yes okay we don't know what's going to happen one we have one more episode but two as someone brilliantly stated on Twitter the other day this said that it was the season finale not the series finale and i was like yeah it's been said like several times but okay okay i'm not gonna say who it was but oh that's fine (laughs) this is like the biggest um actually you've gotten in a while huh huh um actually yeah yeah. wait no wait where are my glasses we gotta get glasses out hold on all right um actually mm, um, wasn't flummy enough dave oh I'm not a basement dweller, as some people say, quote unquote, basement dweller. I have a box on the second floor in a second bedroom. I'm an upscale bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, actually. He has a fancy okay. box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he that does. <laughs> that's oh, a fancy box. Look that's at that's what she said. <laughs> that's what Lisa Emery's box looks like. It's a fancy box. Inside. Wow. I did not like that. You're talking about her theater box, correct? Yeah, exactly. Her box yeah. seats. Like yeah. What were you guys box? thinking? Oh, a box seats. That makes more sense. Yeah. She has like a little spectacle so she can watch. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, sorry. Bye, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Wow. <laughs>
Emily says the crow definitely does have daddy. Well, more like mommy issues confirmed. <laughs> mommy issues confirmed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Takira says it got Pamela vibes for sure. Sharon D. Thomas says she did have a tarot reading for that woman leaving that didn't like the Croat. That's a good point, by the way. She's into the woo, which just fits, right? Into the- okay. First of all, guys, I apologize in advance. I'm trying. I'm going to try not to, but I have an aversion. I have such an aversion to woo shit. When, okay. When we were talking about the walk into a world beyond, I think it was the first season when Percy, when we got into illusionists and mentalists, we drifted into this territory where we started talking about not naturopathy. What is it called? We dip one sixty fourth of the thing that you're trying the poison into 60, 63 parts water or something or 6300th parts of the water. I forget what Micro-dosing. that's called. No, Microdosing. No. Diluting. <laughs> No, it's, it's called um uh, yeah, microdosing ho- is a thing, Dave. It's called homeo it's called ho- homeopathy. Okay. When we got into that, that's when I started and, and going And where crazy. are you doing the microdosing at your home? <laughs> Homeopathic? I'm doing it in the box with methane, hotboxing, dead people and yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we so we're not going to go there. We're not going to go into tarot, but I, I I find that quite interesting to see where this oh, I just can't wait to see this entitled bitch. See where that goes. Emily says Virgil was done dirty. Yes, he was done dirty okay mm-hmm. both i fear at this point i just want to giggle and gossip with the croat he doesn't scare that's kind of the takeaway that i got too and it yeah. makes him a whole lot more sympathetic i don't know what to feel about him anymore i don't forget that he's like a creep but he just seemed pathetic like i felt bad for him because it was like so sad and like pathetic and wormy covering up his ear because i'm sure she finds it repulsive yes. distasteful to see <sighs> she's the worst one time he came in and she lost her lunch and that's why he has to do that so wouldn't you mm, uncouth when she, he got shoulder checked by that chick <laughs> as as she, i it suddenly hit me that like okay for all the shit that he was saying about simon he's the adama simon in a sense in all the previous episodes we're like what is this guy gonna do next we're like oh, oh this is creepy he's a creepy dude he sits down with the girl and he's creepy but like now i'm just like the other way whereas simon was capable of killing kids and blah 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 like massive amounts of kids and everybody at the junkyard gang you didn't know what he was going to do next if you left if left alone right out of negan's care now with with the croat i'm like oh he's the other way he's going the other way he's like well when left alone he's actually kind of not such a bad guy <laughs> you know no, he's just like comparison. sad it's just pathetic it's sad yeah yeah I'm like, i don't it's sympathize with him necessarily i'm kind of grossed out by him actually not his ear <laughs> just don't like how pathetic it is <laughs> Well, it pairs very well with the song that is playing as they walk in, which is called Una Furtiva Lagrima, an aria by Gaetano Donizetti. It is often sung by Pavarotti, the opera singer. Ah, yes. It basically describes a secret, a shared moment between what is perceived by the singer as a moment of love between two people. The woman is sighing about her lost beauty, and he comes across her, and he sighs too because he realizes that she, just the most beautiful thing he's he's ever seen, and he hopes that they're sharing that side together. Whether it is a shared love or not, it is from the perspective of the singer. So he's hoping that this is it. Now, I guess the question remains, is this one of those situations where he's being just completely cucked by this woman? <laughs> just like feeding out of her hand almost quite literally. No one wants to take this one. E- <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. It grossed me out, Dave. I'm grossed out. So, I don't know what to make so of it. So yes, just yes. Yeah, all of that. Even that song is kind of gross too. All of it. Because <laughs> it's really one-sided and he's making a lot of assumptions too. In this moment, watching her sigh as the, the younger ladies walk by and he's thinking that they're sharing that sigh for each other. And he don't even know her? And he don't even know her. She don't even know him. Gross. What a skeeve. I find that most love songs <laughs> from that era... Or just skeevy. It's kind of skeevy, yeah. I mean, look at the police. Don't don't stand so close to me, Dave. Mm -hmm. That's the woman, though. So at least they were (laughs) (laughs) self-aware. Okay. The other song that they were singing in the theater was Anything Goes. Mm -hmm. Right. The man pounding furiously on the piano. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I wrote Um, all about that. Yeah. In olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking, but now God knows anything goes. And that pretty much sums up up the world, doesn't it? It's no longer shocking anymore, right, Rachel? Getting bashed in the head with a baseball bat? Really? That's what I said. Why? Me killing Glenn. I was trying not to be descriptive. Stop I'm just sitting here, Rachel. like all quiet, just taking I know, it all right? in. He just and... attacks. Maybe that's why. <laughs> the hell did I do? Hey, girl, speak up. I don't know, man. Listen, bring up Doll Rachel. Let me talk to her for a minute. <laughs> She's giving She's me like, the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I knew hey, it. Hey, big. Hey, big Rachel. Can I borrow this? <laughs> Thanks. It's, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Some, what that song's about is, and your front. Uh, so it's, I don't know what I meant by that, but anyway. But charity. <laughs> the song is basically about the erosion of social mores, basically, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Over over time, and we keep thinking, oh, it's gone to hell, and then the next generation comes along and says, mm-hmm. it's, you ain't seen nothing yet. Here, hold my beer. It could be even two thousand right. years ago. Romans were complaining about how kids today don't listen to their elders, so nothing has changed. It's it's all it's always going to be. This. Progressively worse. It's the oh, same man. shit. We're living the same shit they did 2,000 years ago. Plus ça change, right? Plus ça change, plus ça la même chose. Like, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. But it's relative, right? Every upcoming generation seems to do more crazy shit than the last one, but it's consistent in the doing the crazy shit. Oh, Thomas's doll, Rachel needs to meet doll Connie. That would be so Aww. cute. We got to get a photo of that. They have a little play date. Jenna shared doll June and her stories today. Oh, oh yeah. that's cute. Making some advertisements for your mama. For Granny Sherry. Do you think Cole Porter's Anything Goes is alluding to we're going to see something that we've never... Well, aside from the the Walker King that we did see in this episode, which we didn't see before, do you think we might see an incredibly awful death in the next episode? We think we've seen everything on these shows. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Down. Yeah. More death? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. More Just blood. Like a horrible one. Worst you've ever seen. Herschel? Practically everyone we've met is that you shut your... Even. But wouldn't it be the thing? Like, like after you want, everything you she's just lost, want me to be mad at you? Don't you? We're gonna. Are we fighting? Are we fighting? Is that what's happening? <laughs> what right they, now? Are we gonna fight? Wait, are you gonna to be mad you? at me when they do it? Because I said it out loud. Yeah, I, I, I will. It into existence. Yeah, I will hundred percent blame you. I am 100%. not Eli. Hundred percent. Wait, am I Eli Jornet? Maybe. Oh my god. I think we're fighting now. It kind of makes sense, though, doesn't it? <laughs> you wrote this. It's actually kind of good, but this last few episodes, <gasps> Thomas, boy. we're fighting too. Two. Stop. Nah. I'm mad at read you. That one out loud. No, we don't want to read that out loud. Anyway. Okay. I'm just fighting. Well, I'm fighting with we're in a fight. We're in a fight. Your shirt says it all, Rachel. Yeah. That's right. No. But not in a fun way. In a not in a fun, playful way. way. All right, high five, Tom's. No, not really. <laughs> what? Chelsea Piers. Pearly Armstrong. Oh, good. Here's my here's my note. Pearly is a New Yorker. Not really, because he doesn't constantly talk about how great New York City is. <laughs> 
you know what? True. I'm done, folks. I'm out of here. True. Absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Do you know why, Bridget? We're the center of the universe. You're not, though. And you know what else? You can eat it. You can eat all of it. Sit on it, Dave. I did. And you know what? It's a throne. It's my throne in the center of the universe. Eat a sack of Richards. Eat a sack of Richards. Mm. This is the British way to say it. (laughs) That's how we would eat it, too. It would be a sack of Richards. Please, sir. I ask that you imbibe on a sack of Richards. Would you care to dine on this satchel of Richards? (laughs) Actually, Masticate. Could you ship a gross of Richards over to the Cabo residence? Please masticate on a sack of Richards. Please. Could you deliver it to this box? It's Lisa Emery's box. Mm. Whoa. Whoa. Then you made it personal. You got gross. Why? Why do you always get gross? It's the Lisa Emery David. Memorial Box up in the King Francis Theater. David always See, forgets I tur- where the line is. I turned is. it around. Everybody, thank you very much. He just just demolishes the line. He sees yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't. He even, runs right through looking. it, demolishes <laughs> yeah. the line, and just See, before and we just know go, it, it's behind him. Just like the Croat did. The Croat ran over that walker, and that's me, basically. And then I went <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the wheel of the car. Takira <laughs> says, "My Richard," because <laughs> Richie. No, he's Richie. No, we love we didn't Richie. Playful, we didn't say Richie. Richies. We love Richie. He's also a ginger. <laughs> that's how that's how you're supposed to say I'm it. sorry. Now you're gonna like hate that. on gingers too. Neither Fuck do they. You Cover up much. your beard. Uh, but she has a stellar says beard. a self-hating ginger with the pink hair. Yeah, of course he does. But I'm not pink mean. He's right a shade now. of red. I'm David Gamio from the box, the Lisa Emery Memorial box. Shauna says, "Excuse me, sir. Do you have any grape on?" <laughs> Go YouTube it for all you do who don't understand yeah, right. it. That little Richard Thomas. That just made me think of the big pile of fat. The big pile of fat that was rendered in the bottom of the sewers. That, that was sick. Tomasa went and stuck his hands in. Like, why would you go up and touch any? Uh, I would do it too. 100%. Uh, 100%. You just got to see. And you got to smell it too. You got to smell it to get in there. That looked like what they make McDonald's burgers out of. Yeah. (laughs) That's the trap underneath the grill. I'm going to think of that now. What they put the burgers on and all the fat goes into just poured into Dead City. And that's what that is from all the McDonald's ever. Yes. Who's running right up to that and is just like, gross. Don't stick your hand in it. What is wrong with you? That was actually. Actually, Me. what the beeswax was. So that's how they get their beeswax <laughs> supply. <Right. laughs> it's actually the letter B zwax. So it's this butt wax. Is what it is. <laughs> it's beeswax. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler. So what? can we just talk for a second? I just want to mention this that the special effects on the Walker King were practical. Mm-hmm. I love that. They're really good about practical effects on this show because when they don't do it, it's very obvious. <coughs> Dear. <coughs> but season eight. <laughs> Also, the guns. But getting to see it in the little episode or insider and getting to see the puppeteers manning it was really the cool. It was, like, it was like a Henson operation. <laughs> Loved kind it. Kind of reminded me of Shiva again. Because the, the Shiva attack at uh, Alexandria with the kingdom coming in. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the guy in the big blue suit jumping on Jake Carney. Or actually a stunt double. So. The face coming through the body was, was so awesome. cool. <laughs> All of the arms moving independently while it was crawling but all still cra- oh my god that was it great it was so good and then I loved the one right at the end was like the Crypt Keeper <laughs> it was like I expected just hanging to be out like, back 
like out of nowhere. It was awesome. I got Freddy Krueger vibes. Oh, like every time we go, we're in the sewers type scenario. There was a scene in one of the movies where he had four. Yeah. Yeah. Where he comes out of the stomach while there's the one girl is sleeping. I think it is. I forget. It was one or the other. Something like that. Or no, no, it was number four when, oh yeah, he's in the guy's stomach and he jumps and his head comes out of it and he starts talking to him at the party. I think it was. It's like new nightmare. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Bridget's scanning her database I am. to I'm find out that I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm probably right wrong. I'm sorry. I anyway. no, I can't do it. Anyway. If anybody wanted to know what a Walker orgy looks like, that's probably what it was. Morose. I'm thinking something way more horrible than that. Gross. I think it happens at Lisa Emery's memorial box. I just flashed on the episode where you guys were talking about Walker sex. So it's... <laughs> I hope that she never listens to this podcast. I hope she does and she'll laugh her ass off because she's demented. I'm going to clip I all the times we talk to her about I'm her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> Lisa, let me give you my number. Let's meet up. We'll talk. All she needs is your name for a restraining order. <laughs> it's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the shot of Maggie, we get the liar painted on the wall and Maggie's like standing facing it. It almost looked like it was like backlit. That was a real really 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 cool shot that i very much enjoyed the shot where they started filming her and jenny upside down and then flipped the camera over to be facing them in front whoa that was an awesome shot when they're walking together right before the walker king they're walking into like they're walking into the thing but when the scene starts you're looking at them upside down (laughs) and it slowly flips up above them and over man that was amazing were any of you surprised when that last walker came out after her though the last of the four embedded walkers because i saw it as yeah yeah i'm like um you didn't get them all there's still one more and then it jumped up and i'm like okay there it is it was a great like jump scare opportunity (laughs) yeah yeah anyone who's watched a lot of horror would like yeah i feel like yeah and if it didn't come you would be like wait wait there was one more wait what happened Ugh, cheap one and takira said this to me (laughs) during my first episode watch i texted her and she said jenny didn't have enough blood to write the b word And that earlier. was pretty good. I'm trying not to, Dave. I know, I know. I'm you're right. You're right. You're right. I anyway. noticed. I noticed. Shauna says, when I saw it, first thing I thought of was, man, that is one strong extra because that has to be heavy. Then seeing the scene in real time was fantastic. I also love the Crypt Keeper jump scare. When it happened, I was counting and was like, we're missing a head. He looked like the Crypt Keeper. That's what I told Rob as well. Mm-hmm. She said, Shauna. And then she <laughs> says, Walker Bukaki. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, that's great oh Shauna you're my favorite now <laughs> you, you said something that's probably worse than what I would say it's true it's pretty bad because those two words say so much with so little Ugh, gross <laughs> I will say, though, the close-ups of the faces are what sells that. Seeing the walker heads push through the abdomen. You see the one that we saw in the promo. It's like, what is that? What was that? Now we know what it is. Yeah. Which is choice. (laughs) Dave, now. It was tubular, guys. (laughs) I'm just going to start using outdated slang. It was wicked smart. Oh, no. Oh, so Shauna was saying Walker Bukaki is what- It was the Tomasa was touching. Yeah. Nah. Those two words are fine on their own. (laughs) 
She you almost made it she worse likes by to explaining keep it, it real. <laughs> oh, Thomas real says slippery. in the complete opposite way that the close-ups on your faces don't sell it. He just wants us to get in close. That's all it is. Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> Thomas is probably watching us on his giant fucking TV. Can you see up my nose? That takes up a Thomas? whole wall. Can you see up my nose? He's like, yeah, yeah, closer, <laughs> closer. Walker Bukaki. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Oh, I, 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 I heard it. Thanks, I, I heard hate it. This, it. I heard it this time. I heard it. It's fine. So let's turn our tables to Pearly and Negan now. The best line in the episode that kind of ties in everybody's experience. He was left to die alone, alone on the worst possible place on the planet. His brother, which we were Meaning right New about York. because we weren't sure. Yeah, New York City at the because <laughs> there's just no way. There's you can't get out. You can't get out. Shut up. <laughs> Ha ha ha, the truth comes out. <laughs> Joel must not have been a what? native New Yorker then. <laughs> if he's not, if he left him in the worst place on earth. <laughs> left him in the worst place on earth, he must not have been yeah. a native New Yorker. <laughs> I, think they were fr- I think they were from the, mm, I, I, I probably native New Yorker, but listen, I think we've all learned in the last few years that even the best place on earth could be the worst place on earth since everybody was leaving New York City. Has anybody been to Disney? No. There are definitely times it's the worst oh, place shoot. on earth. Some people would say, wow, a lot of people from New York are like Disney fanatics, so let's not ready to... It says it's the happiest place on earth. I'm just saying, have you ever been there in the summer when there's like 9 million kids? And- yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, when you're a kid, it's great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, know. <laughs> oh. Oh, he got sad all of a sudden in the memorial box. Someone take me to Disney. <laughs> okay, anyway. Let's, squawking Disney? Let's, okay, we We'll put that on the back burner. Okay. <laughs> okay. He was left to die alone on the worst possible place on the planet. Is that what he deserved? Is it really so black and white? You'd ask me back then, I would have said yes. Meaning, I think you had said that, said it, Bridget. He was probably a moral absolutist before all of this. Mm-hmm. But now, I don't know. This is the best part. Is it gray? Question mark. Is it something else? Question mark. I like the, is it something else? Because like to say that it's gray is almost like, yeah, everything's gray. Eh, no, it's not just gray. It's something else. It's potential. It's who you were meant to be. And then he says, then he says, okay, we'll say it. Tranquilitas ordinus. What if it's stories we tell ourselves to sleep easier? And that ironic part of that statement maybe worked for Marshall Pearly Armstrong, but it is not working for Maggie. She is not sleeping any easier to have to tell herself these lies and still her actions belying her, her intentions. It's not working. When is it going to break? And the Croat too. Is this huge lie that he tells himself ruling New York City, putting up this image of himself in front of Maggie to lure Negan in from the cold? And it's all a show. At the end of the day, he goes to his boss and it's kissing her hand creepy as fuck and like on the palm side too that, you know back. that that was extra creepy ew that is rife with <laughs> meaning though but why why the palm of the hand is it the hand that feeds you is it super intimate i don't need to think about why it's creepy it's just creep who kisses this <laughs> side of someone's hand ew they're like how do we make this scene extra creepy oh i know flip that hand over oh yeah. get the, the sweaty gross part of it yeah yeah <laughs> Which is actually kind of, it's an insult too, right? I mean, classically, the inside of your hat, the actual palm of your head instead of the, the back of your hand where it's typically cleaner and he's taking it. So what what does she have on him? I don't know. Other than the only thing I could think is, is he just a follower? Is he not a leader? Can he not handle it? I don't know. He seemed to do such a good job with the Buratzi. But so I, I is know. that really him or is she puppeting the whole thing? Well, she's not Croatian either. So, I mean, this is what I'm thinking. Like, okay, these guys have to be his truck. Remember we 
we were talking about. I'm writing it down now. The shared language, the shared ethnicity, the shared. Uh, no, I was uh, saying they mannerisms. don't have to be Croatian. Those people are from anywhere. He's no. taught them. Right. But he's like, ado- they're adopting his way or mm-hmm. his customs, let's say, even. Maybe not language as much, but they get what he's saying. Like after a while, you, you yeah. understand if you just keep saying it. Like, can I, can I, well, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Okay, fine. Bye. And all his people, I mean, they're still alive too. And they're somewhere else now. You guys were saying also there is another faction and there's only one episode to go. That's what bugs me the most. I feel like I'm going to have more questions than answers this next episode. How about this? Are you liking what you're seeing? I mean, I know it means waiting, but I, I like this little insular story that they're telling because it, it does have potential to go even further, I think. No, I'm not unhappy or mad or anything. I I like it. I've liked it so far. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Can you imagine if the new Babylon Federation gets wind of their marshal being absent or two marshals and a junior marshal being absent and they start invading too? That's a lot of potential. And we're talking about a federation of, I don't want to say states, but regions. They've been expanding. This big New York, Manhattan faction trying to wage war against this federation. And then the bricks are in the middle of it. We know the CRM is in New York too, so maybe they're going to clash somehow. New York State. Yeah, sure. Hmm. That's true, yeah. Well, as far as New York State goes, it's probably a couple years ago, right? Four years ago, at least that we know of, that they were in New York State. Mm. Yeah, but they didn't destroy the whole thing. Well, they did, but they could still be there. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? They could have rebuilt the CRM stations and stuff. But you know what that also means? That also means that Leo Bennett's still there and all the kids are flying around the country. So who knows if they'll pop up at some point? Mm. How might this all cross over into maybe the Rick and, Rick and Michonne series too? Because we are going to see that at some point. Where they'll show up is a whole other story. But I know that they they were filming in Georgia. But weren't they also filming in New York? Who? Denying Andrew I have Lincoln? no idea. Mm. I only heard they were in... I try not to see it. I try not to either. Yeah. Takira says the Adams family says the worst place on earth is New Jersey. Laughing my ass off. <laughs> Shauna says she'll take us to Disney World. All of us, right? Sharon, do you want to go to Disney World? She doesn't look like no. she wants to go to Disney World. No. All right, Bridget, you and me. And wait, what about Been you, there, Rachel? I mean, if you guys are going, I'll go. Yeah. Can we go on like a Tuesday in September when kids are in I want to go during yeah. Halloween. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. too. That. November is like the best time because there's nobody there. I want to go yeah, during let's spooky do that. season. I love amusement parks, but I hate waiting in line. I just like the cool weather. I'm like a shark. Cooler. I can't I can't stand still. I'll die if I sit still. Because Universal is there. If we went during Halloween, we could go to Universal. That is super cool. I've done that. I've been to Epcot, but that's different, right? Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. It's, like, it's like Disney for adults that are boring. Epcot was awesome. I freaking love Epcot. Yeah. I love the And countries. MGM, that's different too, right? Is, yes. I don't know if they have. Do they have that anymore? I don't know. Uh, well, I'm maybe not because sure. I went there. I think it's called something else. I went, I went there in high school. It was a long time ago. It was a very, very long time ago. (laughs) It was a very long time ago. I know. <laughs> but Shauna will take Shauna will walk, walk us through the whole experience. Yeah. So, I love amusement parks, right? but I hate waiting in line. So I need a fast pass to get to the <laughs> MGM is Hollywood Studios now. Uh-oh, Rachel's oh, Rachel's turning to the Dama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fast pass. Croat Dave Croat, get me a fast pass. Here's my open hand. Kiss that. Kiss that. Where, where's the doll? Kiss the doll's hand. Quick kissing my hand. Louise. I said I want a fast pass. <laughs> well, this is called a fast pass. Oh, you meant the actual fast pass <laughs> anyway it's genie plus now it's no longer called a fast pass sean what? said wait are you serious <laughs> sean genie i was kidding plus. about that 
It's like Epcot's Genie my favorite Pla- park. Screw you, I can't Dave. Even say it. Screw you, Dave. No, okay, yeah, fine. Epcot's awesome. I love oh, it's walking through the countries. Studios, right. The countries was my favorite part. Yeah. Going to all the different. Yeah, that was the coolest ever. I know a lot of people spend a whole day there and they try to drink their way through all the countries. I wasn't old enough to drink yeah, yet. That sounds like a plan for me. Let's do it. I actually still <laughs> have something that I got from Epcot when I was in high school and it's sitting right over there. Actually, I just remembered this. My dad had gone through his cancer treatments and he was very weak and he was using a cane at the time. And so I got him a cane from China? Japan. Japan. Oh, China. yeah. Uh, it's made out of bamboo. So Japan. And then we all signed it and it was very sweet. Now, now I have it. I don't know why I told you that story. <laughs> no, it was a nice story. That's cool. That's a nice story. It means story. a lot to you. Everybody's kind of going through a different phase of trying to fool themselves into being the thing that they're meant to be. I mean, I, the way I described it in the description was the very definition of clinical narcissism is believing too much in the image that you put up of yourself in order to get by. But not only that, but really being into the image more than who you really are. And when faced with that, who do you become? With the truth. When somebody shatters that image of you, what does Maggie become after being told in blood that you are a liar? That lie that she had to put up to make it so that she could believe in what she's about to do to another human being, even if it's Negan. I get what she's trying to do, but the more and more that she keeps trying to put up this image of herself as a good person that just needs to sacrifice one somebody else for another somebody else. Well, just own it, Herschel. right? Like if you're going to do bad, just own that you're going to do bad. She can't bring herself to do it though, right? It's like, how do you tell somebody to do that? So it's it's interesting that a child whom she's saved several times, despite her own interests, is telling her, oh man, after all of that, you are that. I mean, we're kind of maligning her and Herschel in the last episode so much. Like, oh, he's a stupid kid, uh, whatever. But like now at the, at the at this point, it's kind of like, it's good that she's doing this. Face yourself. I don't blame Maggie. It's, it's That's the crazy thing is I don't blame anybody on the show for anything. Thing. Even Herschel, <laughs> even that guy. But now it's kind of like, okay, is everybody else in this boat? Is the Croat in this boat too now? This show's really, really good at making us think differently about different people. Okay, Shauna says, do you think the Croat was yelling because he has to answer to the strange woman or because he felt like he was failing her because he lost Negan and he, she has big plans for him and Maggie and probably Herschel. I think it's just Negan that she wants. And it's the lie. It's the stories we tell ourselves. She, he has to figure out the story to tell himself in order to convince her that everything's going to be okay. I I promise there's no way to get off the island except the floating barge in Chelsea Piers. So, and so. I love that the, idea too. Cooler, that was and great. All the coolers. And all the cool, right. And all the coolers of all the, all the world. She had to float into mine. <laughs> uh, Shauna says, I blame Negan. Oh shit. We'll forever blame Negan. Oh shit. Well, how far can you bl- see? This is the image. That's the Shauna classic narcissism. Cause listen, it's on you. You can blame Negan all you want, but you're the one doing the things, Maggie. I blame Daryl. <laughs> You didn't have to go out of your way to bring Negan into your life. No, not sweet angel baby Daryl. So what was Daryl's penance? Is that why he's never showered since? That's his penance. Yeah, yeah. that's yes. his penance. He cuffs his own methane. What was his excuse before that then for not showering? <laughs> well, remember he, how he was talking a lot? <laughs> and then he stopped talking. Then he stopped talking. Which is sad. Yeah. yeah kind of. He's like, I'm going to shut up now. When I talk, I get people in trouble. <laughs> so they just go, hey, hey. <laughs> When we finally do get Maggie's past scene, with the moment where Herschel gets taken away and she makes the deal with the Croat, she yet again, we see this in the first episode, in the opening scene, Maggie has that silence scream again in the flashback and in the first scene where she kills that walker that looks like the well walker now why is that important why are these two scenes 
actually linked. When we first see Maggie, she's trying to do this without Negan. That first scene is her trying to do it without Negan. She honestly did not want to have to reach out to him, did not want to have to find him. She's seeing, she's looking across the water. She's seeing the herd of walkers. She's seeing, I don't know what's in store for me if I try to get Herschel on my own. And she's seeing that it's impossible without Negan. So she decides to go after him after seeing what she's up against. So I think she honestly tried to not have to do the deal with the Croat. She forced herself into that binary position. And that's kind of like what I've liked the most about the series is that nothing is wasted on the show. Every scene has some sort of almost cinematic link to other scenes. I mean, I know it hits you over the head, but the grain silo, the way she was looking at the grain silo in the second episode, there's the bread. She, she sees it twice and we don't miss it. And we pick up on it really quickly. Kudos to the show. The more I keep rewatching this this show and the more I try to get notes for it for blogs and whatnot, for, for notes for these discussions, I, the more I'm noticing and the more I want to keep rewatching it and seeing what the narrative links are between all these characters in a given episode, the stories we tell ourselves. Emily says, laughing my ass off, blaming Daryl, I haw. <laughs> Takira says, wait, they're watching the first half of Dara Ducks in SDCZ. Oh, what? They're watching no. the first 20 minutes on Friday during the panel time because they're not doing a panel anymore. It's a fan watch event. So it is a trailer for Fear 8B. First 20 minutes of Daryl and the official trailer for it and then a sneak peek of Rick and Michonne. Wow. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Hey, sometimes EV News. So Thomas says to what I said, she never intended to do it without Negan. I disagree. I definitely think she tried to do it without Negan as evidenced by the first scene. Like why would you go all the way to the New Jersey side of the Hudson River? To scope out the scene if, if you weren't going to at least try to do it for yourself. Negan always had to be part of it because Croat wanted him. Yeah, <laughs> she said, she well, thought, you're wrong. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. <laughs> well, well, you're wrong. But that doesn't make sense. So let me let me throw a scenario to you. Would you go all the way to the gate of an airport if you had to buy the ticket first? Would you go? How would you even be yes, able to get Dave, there? Dave, I always go a, all the that's, way. No, that's not a good analogy because you know how to get. It is not. A good, you, it's not. You buy. You buy a ticket. What Thomas right. is saying, she wanted to have her own plan. Yes, but she always needed Negan to come along. But she needed her I mean, I own plan possible, first. I suppose it's possible, but like I just don't understand going physically to the shore without finding him because she had to. Scope she needed out a plan what, first. Was going on to make the plan right because she watched for three days to see the smoke morning and night then right. she went and got negan she hmm. came up with her own plan first and then said all right negan come on here's what we're doing hmm. he's now okay. spelling out wrong but he's spelling it, it wrong, it wrong. <laughs> spelling wrong 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 so you're saying there's a chance it's <laughs> <laughs> a dumb minute Takira <laughs> says she's already she's she already lived close to the jersey side of, of the hudson maybe hi i I have no idea. I mean, unless uh, the bricks are really an homage to the to Newark. The only other thing I have to say is that there was a do not open dead inside sign. Dead outside. Oh, dead, did outside. outside? dead outside. Okay. Dead outside. I just saw the top and I was like, that's weird. It's to the outside. I've and watched said, a few people said, on YouTube not. and they all say inside. And I'm like, no, it says outside. It's outside. I wrote do not. Yeah, do mm -hmm. not, not don't. Do not, do not open. Don't. Well, it was it was clearly written by the Dhamma. Do not open. <laughs> dead outside my Whoa. box. Mm. Do not open. I must munch on these Richards. What? You bye. said okay. Bye. <laughs> you're gonna say something. Yeah, I meant like okay, bye. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> bye. Well, Emily says we have to talk about how Maggie took her sleigh pills this episode because her outfits are elite. And your yeah. drawing of her based on the key art, the main key art for this episode was not drawing, it was painting, was super sleigh, Emily. I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> yes, queen. Uh, yes. Yes. I'll just say what Bridget says. No. Yes, yes, queen. Yes. Yes. There you go. This queen. You say, say, it with, yes. say, it yes. with, say it with an A. Yes. There you go. Quack. He's got it. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> Thank you. He tried so hard. He had to the really focus on it. it was amazing. I had to like, yes. you know what it is? I try. I didn't. I, I was trying to get out of my own way and just let everything go. Just I'm on methane now. Yeah. You sounded like Tim Gunn. Yes. <laughs> Shauna said, Rachel, how do you feel about Tommaso being the mole since you liked him? Hey, I liked him well, too. She liked him when he was doomed. When we thought all that right. was doomed. Oh yeah. And he died. <laughs> when he fought the backpack thing, I was like, he's bit. That's all I could Me think too. about. Because he like I pulled away from her. I mean, he did get bit though he did eventually something in the backpack didn't even cross my mind i was like oh shit he got bit and it's like right there and if she takes the bags this this is gonna move she's gonna see the but like that's immediately where my brain went yep i was like he's dead mm-hmm. dead now he's cuter no yeah, you, <laughs> that is good. you were right that that is a yep. good storyboard and also she goes straight from be, like blaming herself right after that happens too so you're like not thinking about well could there be something in his pack no yeah she starts blaming herself amaya she's like it's all my fault i, sh- I, I didn't have the right plan <laughs> that guy totally is hiding the truth and i don't think he wanted her to blame herself i don't think he wanted her to self-flagellate so he has to also belie his his intentions right his actions are like no don't blame yourself <laughs> oh shit don't blame yourself blame luther Blame luther. oh wow he tried it maybe it was luther so maybe he had the zippo okay let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing he blamed luther and he doesn't even know luther's dead oh, dirty so dog nice. he's like D- dave be slaying that's <laughs> She also said Dave can be one of the girlies. She did say that. I grew up around women. I agree with Emily. Amaya's death also pissed me off. It was very anticlimactic. We were just like, oh, here's these. (laughs) See also why. Here's these people and dead. Trump, Trump, dead. Okay. Then that, and that's it. Okay. Bye. That's it. Bye. Do you know what the FU is? Yes. I know what FU is. Do you know what Tomasa was about to say? I was going to say Thomas, but you know, it's the same thing. But the FU is he's saying a safe place for me and she's pregnant. Yeah. And where was she bit? Right. Where was she bit? Yeah. Stomach. Yeah. Yeah. That's the FU. Wow. Yeah. I am Eli Jorne. <laughs> How smart is it in this many years in to sit on the dead? So you stupid. Know, it might go to what you were saying. Why did it take three hours for them to wake up to? All of a sudden, the walkers were like, oh, there's people here. Let's eat them. They, they were, were there lurkers. for a minute. Shortly after they came in there, they showed the hand reaching up through other bodies behind them. It was just right. slowly crawling. So some of them were like totally dead and then others were buried. Right. I think some of them were like dead, dead, but some of them were buried under they've been dormant because nobody's been down there for so long sure and now that they're waking up they're buried under all this and they have to like claw their way out of the other bodies and stuff the stronger of the senses is smell but the bigger issue here is yeah don't just hang around a room full of dead bodies get to a clearer safe area idiot what are you new here in the apocalypse there were spaces in that room where they could have (laughs) sat down that were not 
not on bodies. Yeah. Yeah. They liked yeah. it. But it goes so. to what you were saying. They though, liked Sharon. it. I, I think from yeah. the fir- from the jump, nobody was thinking straight. It just seems like. You do remember what the symptoms are. It makes you clumsy. Your response times are slow. Your thinking is going to be clouded. You're numbed. You know, you're not thinking about the pain that you're in. You're not thinking about the plan that you have. But they were breathing oxygen. Maggie's the only Maggie one. Maggie was the only delirious. one not. They should have been absolutely fine. And they were sitting on the dead people too. Now would have been a really great time for Ginny to like find her voice and be like, come on guys, let's not hang out here. Fucking Ginny. Stupid <laughs> She was Ginny. like the first one to sit on the dead. I know. She threw her it's bag true. down. It's true. And I'm like, what are you doing? But- but to Rachel, to Rachel's point, she's totally she's a stupid kid, so she has stupid that she kid. has that in her back pocket. Well, Takira says, she's "I just want to say the whole kids. group is dead." Is she not ashamed? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst hope, Pope impression ever. That wasn't a ever. Pope impression. That's what she was going for. I know, but I can't do that, so I just yelled it. <laughs> Why are you insulting Pope, the the precious baby Pope? I don't know why. Precious? I'm just using your words. Sweet angel baby Pope. No. No, We're not doing this today. We're not doing babies. We're not doing this babies. Thomas says if someone were sitting on you, Rachel, you'd wake up too. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a I'm a very, very heavy sleeper. I'm a very heavy sleeper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Linda, who can hear you giggling in the hallway. Who chills on a pile of walkers like a damn couch? (laughs) Yep. You know, I bet it's pretty comfortable though. Then Shauna says, My son is here, everyone. Say hi, Isaac. Oh, hi, Isaiah. Hi, Isaiah. He's hooked on The Walking Dead now. I am a proud mom. Hi, Isaiah. Proud dead mom. I'm sorry I said curse words. You guys know how comfy a couch is when it's it's been sprung in just the right places. and It's got lumps. So I'm sure it was super comfortable sitting on dead people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lumpy seat. It's my favorite. I'm often like, yes, give me a lumpy seat any day. It's like a gel. You know those like gel mattresses? Is that a femur? gel mattresses? That's what it's like. Please let my couch be Excuse like you? gelatin <laughs> isaiah is here rachel <laughs> a femur in your it's not buttocks. even a swear word i say <laughs> that on TV all the time we're like just sitting on like a pile of bones oh. that's not comfortable <laughs> no i just meant the imagery not the actual words <sighs> david you femur t- in your so literal my goodness oh, it's b-hole my goodness b-hole for being correct my. My goodness. Anyway. That is very ooh, Can I talk about variants for a second? <laughs> Says me. <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, so you did want to get to that. I'm sorry okay. about that. Go ahead. Variants. <laughs> They're a thing. From days of long ago. Variants. Variants. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Here's my presentation on variants. So when Negan and Pearly are trying to get into the refrigerator place, you know, the avant-garde place, there's that horde in that parking lot, I guess. And they're getting surrounded, but- It's a playground, <laughs> really. Some of those walkers start running. You know what? I'll look out for it and put it in the blog in a, in a gif. They're moving like fat. <laughs> <laughs> she turned off her video. Unless it's original with that. Bye. <laughs> They're moving really fast. Yeah, they moved faster. They were more lurchy than normal, reaching out and grabbing rather than just kind of like, Ugh. it could have been like a nod to variance. And it kind of goes to the last episode too, right? I was saying how, and I, I captured some of it, but there was a lot of it in the octagon where they were holding up before they went out again. Yeah, there were some walkers grabbing upwards on the chain link fence as if to almost climb. One of them actually kind of pulled up to try to get themselves up. Couldn't because they have no muscle tissue, but still it tried. And I can appreciate that. I had said this to... 
actually our friend Clash PR. One of the things he his videos was on on YouTube was about <laughs> the lack of variance, right? And what I like about it was he doesn't know who I am, so this is weird that I'm saying that's my that's my boy. <laughs> that's like, my boy. Listen, I gave He's like, I, don't I know gave you the, the credit. I don't know who this old chick is. Who <laughs> <laughs> this ginger with the mouth She's on her? So old, <laughs> sassy ginger. <laughs> Anyway, so his video is all about the lack of variants in The Walking Dead Dead City. And I totally, I said like, yes, if they're holding back for Daryl Dixon, that makes sense. But I'm okay with just hints or like a taste of variants. Leaning, like, I don't need the full-blown climbing up pylons and I, I don't need all that. I just need like, oh, that's a, ooh, is it? Is it that? Is it a variant? Maybe it is. Hmm? Does it throw rocks? Does it kick rocks? Like I want some of you to do, Thomas. But... <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. I love you. I told him that earlier. So it's good. It's so we cool. It doesn't make sense that it will all emerge all at once to even though they showed a ton of them in the last third of the 11th season of The Walking Dead. I'm OK with that. Maybe the Dama is a variant. <laughs> She's just a super. The a entitled super variant? variant? Super variant. Or the Deluja variant? <laughs> in her box? What if they learn how to slow to slow the walker decay and then really weaponize them? All the variant ones. That'd be amazing. That's kind of what they're saying about what the variants are in the Walking Dead Daryl Dix and some somebody had said or at least had a theory about the reason why they are the way they are is because somebody tried to introduce the cure which made them worse fast moving <laughs> I love that <laughs> I've created the cure <laughs> never mind it's ten, Whoops. it's 10 times worse we just made them into 28 days later <laughs> I love it that's Walkers, way better basically that's way better yeah, than right? coming up with a cure I love it didn't they just do that on fear though <laughs> no, I mean coming up with a cure, but it's it's ten times worse. Didn't they do that with the Walking in a World Beyond? Uh, maybe <laughs> with the with the with the fungus. <laughs> I don't know. Nice try. Hmm. Hey, what did you say, Shauna? There's nothing that smart in New York, Dave. <sighs> <laughs> And I would say something, but I don't even believe it. So we're not going to go there. Anyway, Emily says, it feels lazy to me. I don't know. I'm out of excuses to give Gimple. Why is laying it at Gimple's feet? Poor Gimple. Yeah, yeah. Big Daddy G. <laughs> He's all right. What about you? What Eli J? What about Jornay? All day. I just like saying his name. Yeah, Jornay. Hmm. Eli Jornay. Oh, other than you, Dave. <laughs> That's, I don't even believe you at this rate. The lies we tell ourselves, Shauna. Lies we tell Dave. Well, to answer Emily's question, Gimple is the head honcho. He's like more of a content. He he basically directs where the story should go by the end of it, generally speaking, and a couple plot points along the way. That's why he's called Big Daddy G. So with that, everybody, I think that's it, really. If <laughs> you like what you heard. Really, I, I, we'd appreciate it at this point. This is some mercy on us. Head on over to ratethispodcast.com. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know Ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. <laughs> Five stars and eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. But tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us what we may have missed. But remember to tell us after every episode. There are plenty of options to choose from. Choose one. Ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. And if you really like what you've heard and you want to take the next step in keeping in touch with us, the best thing to do is to follow us for free on either ko-fi.com squawking dead or patreon.com slash squawking dead it is absolutely free you don't have to do any buying of any kind it's a good way to find out when our recording schedules drop when we do record ahead of time not these live streams and to join the recording sessions is absolutely free it's just a good way to be nice to us follow us for free on one of those platforms but if you really like what you've heard consider tipping us either on stream right now and you get a nice little message and your message will show up and actually say something and nicholas's face will show up saying 
saying thank you to Glenn before he shoots himself. The best thing he ever did. Thank you. And when you do that, you'll get 30 days of supported back content, including the unedited episode recordings for when we do pre-recorded sessions and a host, whole host of other features. And if you really, really, really enjoy what we're doing, consider joining a membership tier for as little as a dollar, a dollar a month, which includes Discord access, taking it the extra mile. And if you join either the Survivors or Whisperers tiers, you will get credits at the end of this episode, which is what I'm going to do now, starting with at Real Ryan GM on Twitter, at Elisa Jones 71 on Instagram, or at Jones AG6 on Twitter. That's Elisa Jones, who is on Relishing the Dead podcast. They live streamed ahead of us last night. And Linda Peck Athens, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy. On to our Whisperers tier members. We've got at Judith.Morton on Instagram, at Tyler Philip Cox on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, and we forgot Takira. She's a Survivor's tier member. ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon, the number four L-Y-F-E, who is in the chat with us right now. I wish she was here with us now, but I hope you feel better, Takira. I'm not used to you being the Survivor's tier. It's so weird. It's so lonely at the top. <laughs> okay, we've got Aiden Atkin, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin. And of course, Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to be going live Sunday night right after the episode airs publicly on AMC because some of us are going to be going on vacation on the following Tuesday. So we have to get everything out before then, including all the blogs, all the clips, everything. It's everything safe. must go. It's this safe. hat sale. Everything must go. So we'll see you live on Sunday night after the episode airs for our Squawking Dead post-show wrap-up. And hopefully we'll have a lot to talk Ooh, about. I'm going to have to watch it. Watching before. the episode before then so we can get our notes ready for that night. We'll see you very soon, folks. We love you. Have a good night. Choosy Dave's Choose Jeff. That's right. You said it right. Bye, everybody. Good night. That's peanut butter day. Bye. That's an animated graphic. Wrong. Graphic. <laughs> Be some peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs>